Hello and welcome to Mash Mouth, a podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1970s sitcom, Mash. I'm Ethan. And I'm Vanessa. So, <laughs> Vanessa, no offense to anyone who loves this episode, but you and I are not very hot on it, and we're not particularly cold on it either. We're just kind of in the middle of it being, like, fine. Lukewarm, if you will. Yeah, and that puts us in a weird position of people who have to talk about this for roughly half an hour in a podcast format, uh, because, you know, this show is not designed for every episode to be talked about and discussed at length. Some episodes are just supposed to be like, well, that was an episode of television. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about how TV shows nowadays are kind of constructed with podcasts and like blogs in mind. You gotta get the internet discussion going. When you watch anything major kind of on TV nowadays, do you have any places you go to like check out like discussion of the episode? Do you follow any like fan stuff? Not really. I mostly talk to you about it. Honestly, (laughs) if I'm I talk to my friends about it who I know I can nerd out to. And that's that's kind of it. Um, I do watch a lot of video essay commentary kind of things. And you saying that kind of reminded me of this one video by this creator, Sarah Z. She talked about how streaming is kind of almost ruining TV. She doesn't make a hard stance on it, but how it's changed TV a lot. And how, like you said, it almost is meant for that kind of like, extra media discussion about each episode and how each episode is meant to make you click on the next one rather than be an overarching story. So that's really interesting that you bring that up. I like Sarah Z as well. She's probably one of my favorite like YouTube people. Mm -hmm. And like I'm always impressed by her videos because literally just her sitting on a couch and just talking at a camera. I'm like, wow, wish I was that entertaining (laughs) that I could just do that for an hour and a half and people would watch. But yeah, I know what you're saying with, you know, streaming, they're not constructing like full episodes rather than like just trying to get you to go from the next one to the next one to the next one. And TV's in a really interesting place right now because, you know, there's always been like water cooler discussion, like people who liked, you know, whatever show they're going to talk about with their friends. But like, it's so kind of like corporatized now of like, there's after shows where like people talk about like Walking Dead and like Breaking Bad when that was on and like Better Call, basically every AMC show has a <laughs> as an after show, weirdly. But even like more comedic stuff, like the show uh, What We Do in the Shadows, like has a legitimate like after show uh, that's online. I'm like, this is just a comedy. It doesn't need a professionally produced like stars talking about what they did for the episode. It's just very odd now. I don't typically watch after shows like that unless there's an episode where I'm like really, really interested. But I also think that um, like you and I are both interested in like writing and the productions of shows. I think that those kind of TV shows, this is a little bit off topic, but the kind of TV shows where it's like the writer's room and like the creators of the show and the writers of the show are talking about their mm-hmm. process and like what they're thinking and going into it. And even that, it's like, it's almost meant for other commentary too. Like, you know, of course we do this podcast, right? About like the writer's intentions about stuff and like characterization and whatnot. And like even having that behind the scenes is want for more discussion about like digging deeper into the media that you're discussing. 
Yeah, I don't really know what like conclusion to to bring to this. What I just kind of thought about this as like an interesting yeah. talking point, but it's something that I mean, we do a rewatch podcast. Granted, we do yeah. a show that's like very uh old and like not in the conversation i know people still love mash but it's like not uh it's not like a hot button show yeah (laughs) on one hand like i like this kind of stuff i like people talking about shows i like i like engaging in that discussion but it is kind of like interesting now that like shows are produced with the intention of well, we have to give people online something to uh to clickbait people with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that we should link this Sarah Z video because she talks about and not all of these topics, but a lot of these topics at length, and it's it's a really well done video. Yeah, shout out to Sarah Z. May, may she <laughs> never find this because she's a giant creator. So anyway. This episode was called Officers Only, and when Hawkeye and Trapper operate on a general sun, they are rewarded with a trip to Tokyo, and the camp is given a brand new officers club. Hawkeye and Trap don't think that this is fair, so they scheme to let in other enlisted personnel. So I know what you kind of generally think about this one, but what are, what are your thoughts on this episode? This definitely wasn't a favorite of mine. It was kind of just uh, just like there in this season. It definitely wasn't bad, I don't think. I just didn't particularly have any strong feelings about it. Although I will say, because <laughs> I've seen all the show, right? The Officers Club is like a long withstanding thing. Like it's not oh, something it? that... Yeah, it's not something that just kind of... Uh, goes away after this episode or is like specific to just this episode the officers club stays throughout the rest of the entire series so it's nice to kind of look back on this origin of the officers club that's just like a staple in the rest of the series so i really liked that aspect the rest of the episode i wasn't like really hot on again like more lukewarm than any than really cold on it but yeah i just i liked the i like the introduction of the officers club but not much else about the episode, I don't think. <laughs> that was my my number one question about the episode was whether or not the Officers Club carried on. Because, you know, with this kind of show, you never know what's, like, picked up in terms of, like, continuity and what isn't. There's a lot of elements that, like, can just be discarded because, you know, they, again... This is just an episode of television. They weren't like anticipating people like dissecting this. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, making fan theories and fan <laughs> fiction and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, you introduce an officer's club for an episode and you're like, well, that was an episode and uh, goodbye. I like that they carried that over. That kind of brains the episode a little bit more. That's the origin story of this recurring thing rather than an isolated thing. I thought that this episode was straight down the middle fine. Like, there was nothing offensive or bad about it. But, you know, God forbid that a sitcom doesn't give you something to talk about for roughly half an hour. It was just, <laughs> uh, it was just like, yep, this is an episode of MASH, and it's a pretty all right one. Yeah, this is definitely, like, for me, just, like, a background episode. I would definitely not consider it, like, a favorite, like I said, but it's definitely not one I would turn off. I don't think I'd turn off any episode of MASH, honestly, but this is one that I'd, like, pay less attention to as it kind of goes on in the background. Do you want to get into, I guess, like, more of the plot of the episode? It was a pretty loose plot. I felt like it really went by pretty quickly. Definitely. 
first trapper has to like wake up hawkeye so he sends a radar to do it and you know hawkeye's like sleeping at the other side of the bed it's like a funny bit but again it didn't like stand out Mm -hmm. but then you know they discovered that the kid that they're operating on is the son of this general so they have to take it like more seriously than i guess they tend to even though they take everyone seriously because they're they're good doctors but you know this guy has a pedigree to him. That's one thing that I hated about this episode. Not hated, but like I hated Frank in this episode a lot because when Hawkeye and Trapper are operating on this kid, like Hawkeye is operating, Trapper's assisting, and Frank and Margaret just like walk in, scrubbed up in surgical whites. They're like, okay, like we're ready to take over. We're we're higher ranking officers and we should be operating on this private who is the son of a general uh, more so than two captains should be and it's just like i hate you frank and also like low-key margaret here too but like more so frank because it's just like okay so this kid's life like means more than another private's life like would he have wanted to assist on just like anyone no of course not he would not have that's not to say this kid's life wasn't important but like screw you frank i just i i was so mad at this one scene i was watching i was just scribbling my notes like so angrily (laughs) that's really funny this is another one of like frank's vibe for power kind of things even Mm -hmm. uh the officer's club throughout the episode he's kind of like holding it over that like he got this and it's exclusive ooh la la um yeah but yeah i i feel you with Frank and Margaret kind of coming in trying to goof up the surgery. I was like, y'all, they're already like in the process. You can't honestly expect like Trapper to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can imagine medically also that that would be very like dangerous. Like Trapper's hands are already in there. Why contaminate this like body even more? You know what I mean? Or even beyond that, like just like rhythmly or rhythmly. Rhythmly. Uh, Just like as work partners, you know, Trapper and Hawkeye kind of know each other's like rhythms. Yeah. Uh, So switching out with Frank or Margaret, I guess, like would screw up Hawkeye, wouldn't it? Like that would not be good for the kid. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I do have to mention right after this when the general comes, kind of the whole crux of the episode. He's like very happy with the work that the doctors did. This is the same general as the one who was at Henry's hearing. So Henry is very much like on edge, it seems. Um, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it, like, <laughs> in my mind, in continuity wise, um, it's very funny to be like, oh, this is the guy that was going to potentially have Henry brought up on charges of treason. So I could understand why Henry was like very on edge here. Yeah. I mean, I noticed it was the same guy. I wasn't thinking of the connection with the trial episode. I was like, oh, yeah, he's just like the general now. He's kind of the Clayton of Mm -hmm. like this era of the show for the moment. So the the whole episode, I was just like, why are they being so respectful to this general? I know that it's a general, but it's not like they haven't like hung out with the general before. Uh, mm-hmm. That was like my line of thinking. But like, you know, this being the general that wanted to put Henry on trial or, you know, uh, was at his hearing rather. That kind of does clarify why at least Henry was so like 
enamored with him i guess what's, what's the word <laughs> yeah i thought it was just uh really funny that henry was <laughs> the general shows up and henry's just like desperately trying to pull up his pants in this entire scene between <laughs> the general and henry in his tent um that was that was really funny and the general like kind of has more of like a blasé attitude about it while henry is like super on edge so i thought yeah. that that played very well i mean as always you know the the general sees clinger up to his shenanigans <laughs> and this time clinger's like trying to pretend like he thinks he's pregnant yeah and i thought that whole bit was like so weird but like really good because <laughs> again it's the way people react to him is like what makes these work of like <laughs> What what does he say? Henry's like, I need those pillows, so your pregnancy's over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, just like the visual of Klinger in this skirt and just pregnant, <laughs> like this big like pretend pregnant belly was very very funny. And even Radar comes in and immediately is like, oh congratulations! <laughs> like if I saw that, I wouldn't think that like he was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love how I really do love how Radar is just he's very uh, with Klinger. He's very just like kind of run of the mill with it. Like it's almost as if he believes that Klinger's a woman a lot of the times. It's very, very funny. <laughs> I love my boy Radar. So they, they operate on this kid, right? And, you know, the general's very, very thankful because it's, you know, it's it's his son, blah, blah, blah. So he, he gives... Uh, Hawkeye and Trapper, a three-day trip to Tokyo, which I thought it was an interesting decision that we don't ever see them in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. We hear stories of, like, what they were up to and how they, they got up to all these, like, shenanigans and kind of, like, ruining the hotel that they were staying at, like, all these, like, weird things. But it's all stories. Like, I would, I think the episode would be better if, like, the B-plot was them in Tokyo and we got to see this, like, funny stuff. <laughs> this was why I wasn't, like, super hot on this episode because it felt, like, kind of disjointed this, like, middle piece of Hawkeye and Trapper kind of wreaking havoc all over Tokyo, like, just really living it up. And then Henry on the phone having to, like, kind of pick up the pieces after them and placate these people who, you know were basically accosted by Hawkeye and Trapper's bad behavior. But, like, yeah, it just, like, it didn't make much sense in the context of the episode, I feel. So, yeah, it felt like filler almost, I think. I think this definitely was, like, a, oh, we have five minutes to fill in the episode. Instead of going out and filming all these funny things, let's just say that they happened, and that'll yeah. be good enough. So Hawkeye and Trapper come back from that <laughs> weekend in uh, Tokyo, to this officer's club and they're like oh that that's cool whatever and then they see this sign being put up that says officers only so like no enlisted men are allowed in and i liked this scene um this scene right after they get back where they're in the mess tent and all the enlisted personnel who you kind of get the sense that they're like friends with hawkeye and trapper um that they're like kind of icing them out they're like acting like really really professional with them and like you know standing at attention when they come into the room because they're officers and stuff like that i know that you have thoughts on this so what did you think about this whole thing so the conflict of this episode becomes as soon as they put the sign up hawkeye and trapper are like oh that's not fair so like the episode is them trying to get this to like be more open and yes, we have this one scene with Radar in the, the mess tent where he's kind of leading this like 
quiet protest of like saying like this is for enlisted people only and like treating yeah. them more like superiors than they tend to but i think beyond the scene we didn't really get much of a sense that like the enlisted men like were upset about this it wasn't like a running thing throughout the rest of the episode it was this one instance and then they're like oh well we have to fix this i like watching this episode didn't get a feeling that this was like much of a big deal like i understood like why they were trying to do this but i didn't feel like the drive in it it was just kind of like oh well okay they're kind of upset and we'll just we'll make it up to them more than like this is a thing that we have to fix we have to do it now we have to like get it right and even like how they approach trying to open up the club like they talked to frank and margaret about it i'm like in what world would frank and margaret be willing (laughs) to open up this officer's club to them yeah it it really lacked a sense of urgency that this was something that they really had to fix other than the fact that like trapper and hawkeye are just like good people and they believe in equality they don't believe in like the hierarchy of the military very much it's very clear we actually had one of our listeners uh joe we mentioned last episode um he wrote in shout out to joe (laughs) shout out to joe he wrote in about this episode and he said that he really enjoyed this episode and he liked how the enlisted men were icing hawkeye and trapper out because in his experience in the navy enlisted men aren't treated as well as they should like equally as officers so i think that this kind of conflict makes a lot of sense in context like that Mm -hmm. the enlisted men would feel some kind of way about it especially in the 4077 where they're in very close quarters with each other they have to work as a team but i think that the writing could have been instead of this like kind of five minute thing with hawkeye and trapper kind of wreaking havoc all over tokyo they could have drawn this out a little bit more to make it more urgent that the enlisted men are really upset about this and they have to fix it yeah this episode now that i think about has kind of a uh tell don't show problem where they're they're telling you that you know the officers are upset they tell us about this like tokyo trip but we don't see any of it they don't show it and like obviously it's understand like in context it is 100% like justifiable and like understandable and even talking about it like it makes total sense why this is a conflict mm-hmm. but like watching the episode i personally didn't get invested in this being like a real issue so if we like saw more of it if they like demonstrated that more than just this one scene with a uh, radar in the mess tent i think it would have like worked a lot better because at first i I was (laughs) i was a little confused i'm not super familiar with their like ranks and everything uh i'll be honest i wasn't sure if officers only excluded hawkeye and trapper so like that was why they were like we want to get into this club we're being discriminated against but like they could go in at any time Mm -hmm. like forgive me for being an idiot i just i don't (laughs) know like military hierarchy i'm sure everyone listening to this was like wow this guy's like a moron he's got like the brain (laughs) wet sponge (laughs) no i the only reason that i really understand uh military rank is because I did extensive, extensive research on military, like, hierarchy in my, like, years of watching this show because I really wanted to understand. <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, this was not immediately obvious to you <laughs> as a child watching it. 
Um, it definitely makes uh, sense when you know. But yeah, no, I understand why you'd kind of be confused about that as well. So after this scene, like you said, they talk to Frank and Margaret about it, and it just kind of like doesn't go well. And even even in that first scene where Hawkeye and Trepper return from Tokyo and they see the officers only um, sign and Frank has this just like sneer like this smirk on his face like he he's so happy he's such an elitist shithead I said <laughs> because he has this like smirk on his face that he's so happy the enlisted men who carry his ass a lot of the time like he could not deal with being in the army without these enlisted personnel like he's so happy that they're excluded and that just made me even angrier and of course like margaret also said she's like i'm not signing this piece of paper that says that we're opening the club up to the enlisted personnel either and i was like what is wrong with you guys like is it so bad i hate i hated that whole thing (laughs) yeah you know frank is always elitist and like this is one where you really see that that he is kind of a discriminating person and kind it's kind of gross like i didn't like frank or margaret in this one uh like i didn't like how they even treated the the bartender i could like tell that like frank was like looking down on him like more yeah. than he probably should have i was like mm-hmm. i don't like that but i i did think it was funny that frank was drinking shirley temples and also getting drunk off of them <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but, like, I know that we both don't drink, but I've had, like, virgin Shirley Temples before, and they're good, so I don't see why Hawkeye and Trapper were being so, uh, you know, so snobbish about their alcohol, but I guess it's, like, not, like, a manly man drink. Yeah, I guess so. But we also find out, like you said, um, it seemed like Frank was, like, looking down on this uh, bartender. And we find out that, of course, Frank is, like, a really bad tipper. He tips the guy 5% of the bill. It's just like, okay, dude, what is that, 25 cents? Like, get out of here. He tips him 5% and he puts it on his tab. So he's not paying him either way. I'm like, what is this? This is (laughs) bad person right here. (laughs) Yeah, didn't like this. So there's multiple scenes in the officers club, but I think like we're winding down at this point to get to one of the final scenes. And of course, so the general comes and he is very, uh, very much willing to have a drink at the officers club to like celebrate and whatnot. And then his son walks in, who is a private and Hawkeye and Trapper are immediately like, oh, no, 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 like, you know, your son can't join you for a drink because he's an enlisted man. And so... I felt like the general was kind of a good sport about it. He was just like, no, yeah, you're right. Like, that's the rules. Mm-hmm. But then he asked Henry, like, hey, like, what what do you think about this? Like, this is your outfit. You make the call, basically. So then the workaround, of course, to allowing the enlisted personnel to be able to enter and drink at the officer's club is that there's this family exception. Like, if you're related to an officer, you can come drink even if you're an enlisted man. And, of course, then Hawkeye just, like, kind of brings everybody in. Is like, oh, this is my brother-in-law. This person, like, Radar is like a son to me. Klinger is like a daughter to me. (laughs) My cousin, my second cousin, like, all that kind of stuff. So, of course... Of course, they get their way at the end. Of course, like, equality Mm -hmm. is supreme. And it was a very, like, sweet, wholesome type of ending for this episode. Yeah. For as much as we're like, this is fine. Like, this episode is literally just fine. Like, the fact that the generals just immediately kind of gives in and there's no real conflict there. It was just like, oh, okay, that wasn't a big deal after all. That's fine. Uh... (laughs) But I I did like the solution that Hawkeye came up with. It was, like, really cute and really, like, in character of him to be like, 
oh, this is my cousin so-and-so and my aunt Shirley and blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. Like, you know, just these like funny him being very uh, over the top about it and everyone else being like, yeah, that's fine. This is just him being a goofball. So, you know, <laughs> uh, again, straight down the middle, like perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with this episode, but it wasn't exceptional and it wasn't bad. And this ending is like the definition of like, well, that worked itself out, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I want to say about the officers club, when they're trying to get more people in, uh, Hawkeye talks to Henry about it. And he's like, oh, it's beautiful. They prefabricated. It just popped up in two hours. It has a jukebox, blah, blah, blah. It can double as a church on Sunday. And that just reminded me of like the episode where they're trying to get an incubator. And I'm like, wow, you can get all this so easily. But like actual medical equipment is like impossible. And you had to like work your way up through the channels to get that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. That uh, that adds to that episode's commentary, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like this general can snap his fingers and they have uh, a drinking establishment in like two hours but to get life-saving medical equipment it's just like no 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 you it's not necessary sorry guys <laughs> maybe that's a bit of a downer to kind of end this discussion on but it was something that was like nagging me in the back of my mind throughout the episode no yeah it's absolutely true that, like they could get this like funny haha thing but the second that they like need something it's in a whole ordeal so vanessa now that we're kind of ending our discussion of the episode because there's not much more to say like things work out you know uh that's pretty much the end yeah <laughs> do you have any uh trivia for us i do have some trivia about the bartender so this actor's name and i apologize if i mess this up is clyde kosastu and he played quang duck who was the bartender um this man has 310 acting credits on TV. isn't that crazy so I'm going to go through it, like, just a couple of them, because obviously can't go through all of them. He guest starred in just about every show that you can think of in, like, the 70s and 80s. Um, some of his older works include uh, the original Hawaii Five-0, All in the Family, and Taxi. He is another guest star on Trapper John MD. So Yo. where is that Where is that show? Like, we need to watch it, because so many guest stars from MASH were on it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, back to this actor. He also had recurring roles in Family Matters, Star Trek The Next Generation, and soap operas like The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, and General Hospital. And he's done a ton of voice acting work, like a lot of kids' cartoons. So many that I can't name all of them, but a lot on like Cartoon Network, like The Grim Adventures nice. of Billy and Mandy, of course, which we love here. <laughs> His most recent works include a guest spot on an episode of this show, Designated Survivor. Oh. Didn't that have Kiefer Sutherland? Su that Kiefer? Yeah, that has Kiefer Sutherland in it, who's Don Sutherland's son. Who so, played Hawkeye in the MASH movie. <laughs> it's all full circle if you think about it. He also has a role in this upcoming movie called Sight, which is currently being filmed. So this man is actually still alive. So I thought that that was really cool. Like, he is a very, very prolific actor. That rules. Uh, now that you say that he's a voice actor, it kind of makes sense why he has 300 credits. That usually, yeah. That's usually <laughs> what it is. It's like, well, voice acting you can do a lot of very quickly. Moving on from that, do you have any favorite lines of this episode? I do. There's not like too many that I really thought stuck out to me. So <laughs> so um, the one that I really thought was funny was when Radar and the other enlisted men were kind of giving Trapper and Hawkeye the cold shoulder. And Hawkeye says, Radar, it's us, your aunt and uncle. I just, I don't know. I thought that that was very funny. <laughs> That's like a classic Hawkeye to me. <laughs> 
And then there was this other one um, where they were trying to get Frank to sign the petition to allow the enlisted men in the officers club. And I think it was Trapper that said Frank wouldn't sign his own stay of execution, which (laughs) I thought that was very, very clever. No, this episode is still very solid. Uh, One line that stuck out to me was that it was just kind of weird that apparently while uh, they were in Tokyo, Trapper and Hawkeye like sent a general, I think it was MacArthur, like a very high ranking general uh, pipe cleaners. And I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) Why why is that like a big deal? I don't understand that. That was funny because it was also like, why would why would they do that? Like, I think yeah. that it was just like, oh, they were just being weird. <laughs> I think so. And they do like clarify later on that like, oh, they meant to send it to like a woman. And I'm like, why would a woman want Pike Queen? I don't understand yeah. this. <laughs> but, you know, maybe that's, that's me being too unfamiliar with a uh, pipe culture. I assume it's a smoking pipe, pipe not like a literal... <laughs> Not like the pipe cleaners that they use for arts and crafts in school. You know, it's so funny because I literally didn't even think about that. I was just like, why would they use, like send like fuzzy pipe cleaners to <laughs> General MacArthur? Oh my god, that is so funny. I didn't even think like smoking pipes. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Who can okay. tell that we're very young? <laughs> it's not that we're very young. We're very boring. We don't do a lot of like cool things that involve like (laughs) actual we don't drink we don't smoke we don't do much so we're unfamiliar (laughs) with this world (laughs) okay Ethan so I think um I think the only thing left is maybe a controversial topic but what is your martini rating for this episode I give this a straight down the middle 2.5 out of 5 like, it is oh my the gosh. average episode. Okay, so I was afraid that you were going to give it higher than me, so I originally said 2.5 as well. Um, no. <laughs> but, you know, I I don't know, because I feel like we gave Dear Dad 3 a higher rating than this, and mm. I definitely wouldn't give Dear Dad 3 a higher rating than this episode. So, I don't know, maybe I'll change my Dear Dad 3 rating to, like, 2. I think I said 2. I give this one, like, 2.5 as well. Okay, okay. So, just to wrap up, we'd like to give thanks to Jacob Fierbalka for being our technical consultant, Vanessa's sister, Melissa, for awesome cover art, and, of course, our listeners, especially Joe, for giving us some added context for this episode. Links to our music, social media, and contacts for the show are linked in the description, as always, and join us next week for Season 2, Episode 16, Henry in Love. But until then, send your superior officer some pipe cleaners. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye, everyone.